would you say that you had fun failing? Actually, yes. Uh, I had a lot of fun failing. All right. Well, welcome back, everyone. Uh, last week's episode, uh, episode zero, had 20 downloads, Jeff. Can you believe that? You only thought we were going to have three. Three? Oh, we I'm had, very impressed. We had, we had 20. 20. So anyway, yeah, that was episode zero. So we're jumping ahead now to the very next thing, which would obviously be, let's see, what, what follows after zero? Let's see. 0 0.1. Mm. There you go. Yes. So... <laughs> Uh, this is actually, this episode is a reflection on what we did at Self, our rag chew that we did. Um, I will have the link in the show notes so you can go watch it. Warning, it is four hours and 19 minutes. But it's fun, and I tease Jeff a lot, which is always entertaining. To him. Um, yeah. Probably all to but, you also, but to him especially. Yeah, it, it went both ways. I'm pretty sure that's why you wanted me to do this with you, so you could just make fun of me the whole time. But No, no, nah, nah, not really, not no, really. No? okay. Whatever you need to tell yourself, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So for this episode, we just wanted to kind of reflect back on what happened and see what our thoughts was. And hopefully we'll get some emails in about what you guys thought, and then we can talk about that as well. So, Jeff, let's start off with how do you think it went? Uh, I think it went very well. Um, I think the thing I didn't care for, honestly, was the fact that we didn't have any success but the one that I really didn't want for a long time. That's what I would say went poorly. Yeah, we're going to cover that in another episode. Yeah. That'll be coming up shortly. Yes. But we will. aside aside from your favorite distribution, my least um, favorite, that being Lynn Spire, so everyone is is on is on the same page. Y you were frustrated that that worked right out of the gate and nothing else worked. Yes, I was extremely frustrated about that because it felt like God, why is that our only success? And we didn't even really install that on the system. Uh, it and typically, you'd say a live a live boot system would be uh, more likely to crash and burn than oh, I install and everything is normal. And the live boot system worked fine, so it's like doubly irritating that the thing I didn't want to work worked, and it worked as the live system, and nothing else did. But at the same time, I also recognized we were trying to install very old systems uh, using less old pieces of hardware, namely USB mounted floppy drive and USB mounted CD ROM drive. There was going to be some failure. We knew that going in. I, I kind of wonder if we'd had, not to stick the knife in or anything, if we'd had older hardware, if we'd had anything lying around we could use, then we would have worked better. So I don't have much old desktop hardware. That's the problem. Most of my older systems are all laptops, which then becomes a problem when you want to attach an extra floppy drive or a CD drive Absolutely. to the system. Mm -hmm. um, I had an older IBM that would have worked, but it didn't have a CD-ROM. Right. And I didn't have, or I have not been able to find the compatible CD-ROM that IBM shipped with it because it, it probably people who have it want a bajillion dollars for it. Almost certainly. Um, and I don't really know what kind of support the kernel would have had for those at the time anyway. At least with the USB, because it is modern, it is modern enough that it actually emulates an old-style drive. Yes. There's that kind of middle ground where everything is shaky, and I'm actually having a problem with this on some older BOS uh, installs that I'm trying to do on my own on the side, is I have a system that has a CD-ROM, it's an old, other RBM, has a CD-ROM and a floppy, but the kernel doesn't recognize the CD-ROM. 
So the floppy boots, it gets there, and it goes, okay, now I'm, now I'm searching for boot disks, and it can't ever find the CD-ROM because it doesn't understand the hardware, even though they're from the same time. So I, if you had no other way to acquire hardware or anything like that, how would you fix it? I'm guessing you'd have to pull the kernel off of the boot disk and build an environment to recompile it but add the driver in? Well, possible? I mean, for Linux, you could maybe do that. Yeah. For BOS, obviously, it's closed source. You can't do that oh, at all. Oh, good point. It's um, BOS. I tried booting a newer kernel and then trying to get the drive, and it sort of worked, but then the graphics went haywire. So um, I'm still messing around to see what I can come up with. But yeah, so on Linux, that would be kind of tricky because they may need certain hooks inside the kernel that didn't exist prior. So you end up in that chicken or the egg yeah, problem. I believe you're and right. And then, then you're like, well, let me just like re-implement this subsystem in the kernel so that I can then build a driver to then use it <laughs> just so I can actually access my hard drive or my CD-ROM so then I can install a system. Like, that's, or we can that's find that's other fun. hardware that'll work. <laughs> right, that's really fun, and, and you should definitely do that. But that's not something you're going to pull off quickly. Right, that's an investment. It seems like the kind of thing that would be fun to do, but at the same time, I'd be like, I did all this work. It worked great. I would love to do some write-ups on it. Let's go talk about it. But now I'm to the point where, oh, I was just playing around with BIOS, and now I get to work. Yeah. That would be an interesting talk for a conference, though. It would. About how you took an older kernel, added a new subsystem, so you could then compile a new driver, so then you could install the old stuff. Like, that would be... That would be a really interesting talk. I definitely be. think you should submit that for itself oh, next year. you think so. I should? I think you should. I think that'd be great. Okay, I'll get right on that. We have 11 yeah. months, so... Yeah, you got plenty of time. That's right, I do. So, well, hypothetically, what type of hardware do you think we should have on hand next time we want to do this? Um, uh, IBM XT486 would be ideal. I don't know. Did 486s, okay. did they have CD-ROMs? Yeah, they did. Yeah, because mm -hmm. we had one. My folks had one. We used to play Mist on it. It was one of the very earliest CD-ROMs that would go not fast enough to actually copy video data off of the CD so that uh, you could play the game. So it would be kind of choppy. But it did have a CD-ROM and it did work. So Any chance your parents still have that machine? No, it's long gone. I, they, wow. they don't tend to keep stuff that old. They keep a lot of stuff. Uh, my dad's closet in the study has a lot of old stuff, but nothing like that. They also used to have an old Atari that they got rid of for reasons that I don't know why. As a kid, I was always looking for like I knew it was in the attic somewhere, and I kept looking in boxes to try and find it, but they apparently got rid of it. I would have mm -hmm. loved to play around with that. Uh, they don't have it, but I'm sure someone in my area does have it. I'm sure somewhere someone's got the hardware that we could try with, or we could ship it out there. I'm sure someone you know within a couple hours of you has it too. Just maybe someone listening has a hardware that we could try this yeah. on. Um, there's a place I think it's somewhere in Dallas. It's an old hardware place that has a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was actually featured on LGR, uh, his YouTube channel. Okay. I think that was in Texas. I think it was in the Dallas area. Maybe not. Well, there's a lot of collectors and a lot of old... Because we have but, some, you know, Silicon yeah. Prairie kind of things. So we have a lot of old collectors and old engineers doing things. Yeah, it would definitely be nice to have something that wasn't a laptop. Laptops are great for, like, when you want to do old-school gaming and stuff because everything is kind of self-contained. But when you really want to get into a lot of older stuff, having desktop hardware is probably the way to go because that was the main target for developers. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that someone somewhere who's listening to this says, wait, I do have an old 46 lying around in the, in the closet. I have no idea what to do with it. I forgot it was there. It's probably got nine miles of dust on it. But if you do, pull it out, dust it off, see if it boots. It gives you a bio screen. Give us a call. We'll uh, 
see if we can take another crack at some of these old distros on camera and have some fun with it. Because I really would love to get some of these very old distros that we were working on working. You know? Yeah, we were I would close. recommend not giving us a call, though. Uh, give us an email. An email. Do that. Yes, an email. Yeah. Who calls anybody anymore? I, I only <laughs> ever text. I don't call. Yeah, I, the oldest desktop machine that I have is, I believe, an early Pentium. But I don't know if it powers on or not. I have a feeling there's probably more than a couple caps that are bad yep. because it was not cared for at all. It was in an industrial environment for okay, its life. Yeah. So it's you can imagine. <laughs> shock full of dust and other things, maybe dead cockroaches or mouse droppings or anything like that. I, I have found, uh, we'll talk about this in a future episode, I found computers that have been sitting in a warehouse somewhere and there was actually dead mice in them mm -hmm. so, at, a, at a sale day yeah well that's not true i do have an older an older desktop okay. um it is an old ibm ps2 model 25 that would probably i don't know what model 25 means but it sounds like the right era of what i'm thinking about. it's not because it's a 286 oh okay it's not yeah okay yeah, so definitely not going to be supported for a distro that requires a 486. Okay, you're right, because I think Linux required a 387 coprocessor. was one of the requirements. I don't know if it required a 387, but I think the earliest the earliest Yggdrasil I have was definitely 386 yeah. or higher. I, I knew it was 386. Yeah, it did not run in 286. I need to protect it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it was later that it started saying, well, if we're going to do any floating point, we need the 387 coprocessor. And then... 46 came out, it didn't really matter anyway, because they all right. had coprocessors already in there. We stopped thinking about them as separate units. Kind of interesting if you think about that evolution. Yeah, well, and then we came back to it with the uh, Intel Phi. Like, hey, let's have coprocessors. <laughs> and it's effectively what a lot of GPUs are yeah, exactly, um, used you know? for now. And I'm, I'm starting to see your wonder if we're going to see more. Uh, I've, I've seen talk about dedicated physics engine cards, much like you'd have a GPU engine card, because they need slightly different things. They're similar similar lineage but they need different things and so you would have a, a graphics card and then a physics engine card but no, no nvidia has been trying to bundle some physics engine stuff so they, onto they their did cards. that for a while yeah, they did that for a while but they found that it actually didn't really make a good, big difference really oh. so you can just take any extra gpu and dedicate that as your physics card okay um however i don't really know if it is going to help at all um because I don't know how much is built into the new game engines to actually really take advantage of that. And doing the IO back and forth might actually take longer than just doing it direct on the card you're on. Mm -hmm. um, I, can see I that. know that I think I read something a little while ago about the potential of them maybe doing that with new RTX cards of having specific ray tracing cards that you could then add in to increase your ray tracing capability or add ray tracing capability to a system that otherwise doesn't have a GPU or doesn't have a GPU that can do that. But I don't know. That's, you know, who knows what NVIDIA is. I'm envisioning a, a very fancy GPU that doesn't have the massive heatsink on it. And instead, it has slots for daughter board cards, like add on a physics this or add on additional pipeline slots there. That would get really ridiculously fancy at that point. And probably there's, north of $1,000, but, uh, you know, if you really need it, you need it. There's some speculation that some of the newer Intel uh, Z graphics might do that. Okay. But it's just it's just speculation at this point. Um. However, to bring things back, um, would you say that you had fun failing? Actually, yes. Uh, okay. I had a lot of fun failing. I had the most fun, I think, interacting with people while we were failing. And I say we. It wasn't just me. Uh, we failed at numerous installs. 
but it was really fun to work with the people and they would suggest what we were supposed to do or they would offer advice or when we couldn't remember a thing they'd be like no you're supposed to do this or one guy was admonishing me not to touch or pick up the floppy drive while it was operating which was probably smart yeah because that made it disconnect because the usb connection wasn't actually that good well i think he was indicating it was i didn't want to lift the drive because that would make it not read properly i don't believe that's the case i think what was happening is like you're saying the plug you had to hold on to it there for a little while now was that the plug on the laptop or was that the the or the socket yeah, on the that laptop was, or the plug of the device which one was it? that was the socket on the back of the ibm okay so that made it even more uh unlikely to have worked for us well, you know, there's only so much we can do. Uh, right. We worked within the parameters that we had, and uh, I still think it was a lot of fun. I hope it was enjoyable to watch. And I also enjoyed just the trip down memory lane and thinking about all the things like, oh, that, that distribution came out roughly when it did this. or And it was nice to go back and, and refresh my memory on all these things that I lived, and I didn't think they were very important at the time. But now here in retrospect, it, these aren't trivial things. You know, this is... Some of the advancements we talked about along the way made huge, you know, increases in Linux possible. Um, the specific example that comes to mind, uh, when we jumped to using CD-ROM only for all of our boot stuff, that was a big improvement, and it was non-trivial to do. It took a lot of work, but man, when that happened, all of a sudden, this interchange between, oh, I have to boot off floppy and then move to the thing with all my hardware, uh, that was no longer necessary. Because that, that handoff was always a little bit clunky in the early days, and we weren't always sure it was going to work. Like it didn't work for us several times. Um, that kind of stuff. It didn't really mean much to me then, but now going back, like that was a huge improvement, and it was nice to revisit that and realize just what a big deal it was, what an engineering achievement it was that we were putting everything on our system in one CD-ROM, or sometimes two. Like Slackware for a while came on two CD-ROMs because it had so much stuff. Anyway, that that kind of part I really enjoyed the history part of it, and I hope our our watchers and listeners did too. Yeah, it was. A, I had a lot of fun. It was fun watching someone else struggle, uh, because I do this sometimes in my free time. Is I'll just grab one and try to install it, and then you know, oh well, I boy, I sure sucked at that one. So it was nice. It was nice just being able to sit back and go, oh good, he he sucks just as much as I do. <laughs> oh, thank you for that vote of or, confidence. <laughs> yeah, you know, or or maybe you know, it's just a uh, a confirmation that this was a lot harder than I yes. originally thought it was going to be. Yep. So. I hope you take it as both. But anyway, the link will be, for that video will be down in the description, in the show notes. Definitely, as I said, it's over four hours, so you will need to kind of set aside some time, maybe watch it in chunks, whatever, and let us know if you'd like to see more of that stuff, and then we'll do more of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Please please say you'd like to see more of that stuff, because I enjoyed it. So, okay, I think that's going to wrap up uh, this week's episode. Have a great time, and remember, be excellent to each other.